You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. All right, we've been speaking on the subject of faith, and I want to make it very clear, very precise, so it almost comes across to you, even though, all right, or it comes across as something that is logical. But the reason why it will sound logical is that the mind has been renewed in the word of God. And when our minds are renewed by God's word, then what is supernatural now appears simple and in fact logical to the person who is spiritually minded. It's someone who is carnally minded that looks on the outside and says that you are doing crazy stuff, but you are not. You are acting on evidence that is not seen. It is logical, but it's based on evidence that is not seen. So you are not even taking a risk, as it were. What you are doing is acting on evidence that has been provided all right, by the Spirit of God. It goes beyond your optic nerve. It now goes to the eyes of your understanding that has been opened up such that you can see what others cannot see because they are operating with what we call just the optic nerves or the five physical senses. So I want to make this very clear, all right? So we started out by speaking about, all right, what is the definition of faith? And the definition of faith we find in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, it tells us faith is the substance of things hoped for. And we said that means faith is given substance to the things that you hope for. Or faith is substantiating the things that you hope for. And so we said this, if I have a dream that I want to build a certain type of house, I can carry that thing all my entire life as something that is a dream. But it will never materialize until I start giving substance to that particular dream. In other words, I start taking steps for the realization and the fulfillment of it. First step being that, I even inquire as to how that type of house can and will be built. And then I begin to make adjustments to my own lifestyle in order to have the resources that I will need to start building the house. We said that the slothful man always makes excuses, all right, and never ever takes any step towards the realization of their dream. Bible tells us that a slothful man will be as a dog turning upon his hinges. That's the way he tosses on his bed and doesn't do anything but says that there is a lion out there in the street. That's why I am not doing anything. They use the environment, the conditions that are going on around as their own excuse. The scripture calls it slothfulness. So we said faith is substantiating, which is you take steps towards the realization of that particular dream. And we said again that this hope is more than a desire. 
It can begin with a desire, but it goes beyond a desire. And we explain this, the difference between a desire and what is called hope. And the explanation I gave is, if you desire that I come to your house this afternoon at 2 p.m. to have lunch with you and your family, and it's your desire within your heart, and you really want it, and you desire it, right? And then tomorrow morning, I don't show up, so tomorrow morning, you call me, and you tell me that I am disappointed, and my heart is broken. Why? Because you did not show up in my house, all right, to have lunch with me. And I say, I'm not aware about that, right? Now, so what will create a proper expectation is this. You tell me you want me to come to your house, and then I give you a verbal commitment that at 3 p.m. I will be there. Now, your desire has been communicated, and through the promise that I have now made to you in response to your desire that you communicated, which is what we call praying, now you have an expectation based on my word and not just a desire in your heart. So we said you have to communicate your desire to God and then God gives you a commitment which you will find somewhere written in the word of God. And that written commitment becomes the foundation for your hope or for your expectation. This is faith is not substantiating or giving of substance to the things that you desire. It's giving of substance to the things that you hope for. Where that hope has come from God. Psalm 119 and verse 49. It says, remember thy word unto thy servant, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. This has been, which means remember thy word. So if you call me tomorrow morning and I gave you my word, then you will say, remember your word unto me, upon which you caused me to hope. So the expectation was created by the promise that I made. Therefore, I will define hope this way. Hope is an expectation based on God's written promise, which he shows you after you inform him about a situation that is going on in your life. And then he makes a commitment that he shows you in the written word of God a situation you inform him, a desire that you express to him in prayer, or through intense fellowship, God, independent of you, reveals to you something that he has in store for you in the future and makes a promise to you. For example, Mary wasn't her desire to have Jesus. It wasn't based on a situation she reported to God that was going on in her life. It was God that revealed it and said, you are highly favored and this is my promise to you. Same thing with Paul. It wasn't a desire. It wasn't a situational report. It was God that revealed it to him. 
But we've had situations where people are in battle, things rise up against them, they go to God in prayer, God makes a promise. Or they have a desire within their heart, they go to God in prayer, God makes a promise. So for every desire, let me repeat it, for every single desire, God will say something to you. And he will expand that thing just from your own small desire to something that is large. He gives you a vision of the future that is much bigger than what you can accomplish by your own self in your own resources there. So this is hope. Hope is the vision. Hope is the dream that God cast into your heart that is an anchor to your soul based on his response to you through the prayers that you offered or when you are in intense worship and fellowship, like he said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work to which I have called them. So we're talking about the difference between desire and hope. And then we say, what, is, what then is faith? And that's what I want to teach this morning. And how can I get the faith that actually produces results? All right, so what then is faith? faith? Hope is the expectation that I have of something going to happen based on a promise that God made to me, which I found written in the word of God, when I inquired concerning something and he now revealed to me in the scriptures what he intends to do about that particular situation. Now you're on solid ground, all right? This is a promise that he has made. Now, what then is faith? Faith is not expecting God to do something. That is hope. Faith all right, are the steps that you take. It is your obedience to the instructions that God gives to you or his wisdom that he shows you by the Holy Spirit, which when you, all right, obey those instructions or the wisdom he shows you, it will lead to the materialization of the promise. All right, so faith is obedience. Faith is an action word. You are doing something. Faith is obedience to the instructions that God gives. So God shows you something that is beyond you, and then he gives you the instructions or shows you the wisdom by the Holy Spirit and says, do these things and it will lead to the materialization of that promise that I have made to you. No matter how impossible or out of reach it is, if you do these things, this promise is going to come to pass on the earth. So faith are steps that you take in obedience to the instructions of God. Romans 4 and verse 12 tells us that Abraham and the father of circumcision to them who are not of circumcision only but work in the steps 
of our father Abraham, the steps of that faith. Faith is revealed in action. Steps of that faith, all right, which our father Abraham had while he was uncircumcised. So faith is never passive. You can have a revelation about what God wants to do and you are passive and you hold it on the inside of you. There is a conviction on the inside, but that's not faith. Faith uh, is revealed in action. The steps that you take towards the fulfillment of the promise that God has made to you. So believing is different from faith. Believing is associated with hope. That when God reveals his plan, you believe it on the inside that this thing is going to happen in my life. But faith is when you find out the steps according to the instructions of God and you carry out those steps. James chapter 2 verse 17 to 20 tells us the difference between even so faith, if it had not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works and I by my work, my, I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God. Thou doest well, but devils also believe and tremble. It's not faith. But will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So if you are waiting for something to happen based on a promise or the knowledge of God's will for your life and you are there just waiting for it to happen, and you are not taking any conscious steps. You are in the realm of hope and belief, but not in the place of active faith. What many of us has called faith is actually hope. It's a conviction that is based on revelation. But faith begins when you start taking steps. That's why it says, by faith, Abel offered. By faith, it tells us that Abraham departed. By faith, Noah built. By faith, Moses, these were actions. So let's look at examples of uh, faith released through obedience. Luke chapter 17 from verse 12 to verse 14. So faith is always revealed in obedience to instructions. The Bible says, and as he entered into a certain village, there he met ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said, now he gave them an instruction, go show yourselves unto the priests. And the Bible says, and it came to pass, or to fulfillment, that as they went, they were what? Cleansed. In other words, as they obeyed the instruction, the power of God manifested itself in the bodies of these ten lepers. 
It says, as they went, they came to him and he gave them the instructions. And as they obeyed the instructions, the power of God hit them. So if a person wants to build this dream house, now get this. Why will they not start? They say, well, I do not have the resources to do it. So they won't start. But what you need are instructions from God on how to build it and not resources. Because when you get the instructions from God, what do I do now where I am to get this dream, to cause this dream to come to pass? God will give you the instruction. And as you start obeying the instruction or as you went, I'm using that word, that term now, as they went, as you go rather, let's use that now. As you go, the power of God hits. As you go, the resource of God come to you. So the man who sits down and observes the wind will never go. And when he doesn't, he or she doesn't go, then the resources to get it done don't happen. Okay, so let's look at other things again. So you have no money to do stuff, but you get God's promise for that particular thing. And then the instructions from heaven and as you obey the instructions, the resources, all right, will show up. Now, the instructions don't have to be, all right, that God comes to me to and tells you that, well, you say, uh, first thing is that, you know, go and put uh, a brick. No. He can give you an instruction and say to you, all right, now the first thing I want you to do about this here, and I'll show what the first thing is, but let's say he gives you an instruction. I want you to go and start helping those five people right over there. And as you go, then resources begin to come. So we have not said you just do something about that vision that you have in your heart. That's not what we're saying. This is not motivational talk. It's not do something because Moses did something and ran into serious trouble. It is obey, wait on God and get the instructions. And then obey the instructions that God gives to you as a person and the resources will come. Let me repeat, we did not say just do something about it. We are saying Hear the instructions of God concerning that particular thing and obey the instructions of God, all right, and power will be made manifest. We'll give an example about Naaman here because our faith, obedience to the instructions of God is what causes power to be released for the materialization of it. As soon as you obey the instructions, you receive the instructions and obey them, power is made manifest. As soon as you obey the instructions, power begins to come into operation. Hope is to get that promise. You are convinced about it, but some people are not doing anything about the expectations that God has put in their heart. All right? Now, Naaman was a leper and was given instructions that he obeyed. And what were the instructions? 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13 and verse 14. The prophet Elijah told him that, look, go and dip yourself seven times into it. And his servants came near and he didn't like the instructions. 
He said, this doesn't make sense. Why should I go and do this? And his servants came near and spoke unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? How much rather then? When he said unto them, Wash and be clean. And verse 14, and he and then went he down and dipped himself according to the instruction seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh, which means as you obey the instruction, power is made manifest. His flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Any issue can be resolved. If you take it to God in prayer, God gives you the promise and then from the promise will show that you now begin to receive from him the instructions or the wisdom for the fulfillment of that thing. Once you start putting that thing into practice, stuff will begin to happen. Most people, they are neutral, which means they get revelation and their lives are neutral, which means they are just waiting for something to happen. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 to 4. So what we're saying here, Jehoshaphat, he was informed there was situational report he took to God. And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon, with them, all right, other besides the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea, Syria, and behold, all right, they've come from all these places. And then he says in verse 3, And Joseph feared and set himself to seek God and proclaimed the fast. And verse 4 he tells us, And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord, even out of all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. And then in verse 14, Joseph stood in the congregation. All right. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benah, the son of Jael, the son of Matania, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken all Judah, are you inhabitants now? The instructions were coming. And thou, King Joseph, thus hear the Lord gone to you, be not afraid, nor be dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 16, tomorrow you go down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Zeph. You shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves and stand still, and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord shall be with you. And then verse 21, they discovered the instructions. Verse 21, it says, And when they had consulted with the people, they appointed singers, that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And verse 22, And when they began to sing, that's the instruction, when they began the action, when they began to do it, and to praise the Lord, the Lord set ambushments against in other words, as they went, they were healed of leprosy. As he dipped himself seven times, he was cleansed. As they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushment. So the question you should ask yourself is, have I received the instructions for this particular conviction and expectation that I have in my heart? 
and have I applied myself? All right, so there's instruction. You can take the scriptures off now. Have I applied myself? Right, so there's instructions. Have I received the instructions? And then have I applied myself? It doesn't mean just do something. Corresponding actions to a promise are based on intelligence that the Holy Spirit gives you as to what you ought to do. So let's go back again because I'm getting to it now. You have a desire or there's a situational report. You take it to God in prayer. God tells you and promises you this is going to be the outcome of this. You see it in his word. Now don't just take that. Now there's a conviction which is belief, which is hope. The Bible says against hope he believed in hope. That wasn't faith. It is a conviction that you have based on a commitment that God made to you as to what he is going to do. This is what many people are calling faith. And they are not doing anything every day. They just go about hoping that something will happen. Faith gives you, once you get to faith, God births a strategy in your heart. He gives you a plan. He shows you what to do. Look, I, I won't have time to get into this. I want to show that faith is not even something that is about, you just use an emergency situation. The Bible says that God knew what was coming. There was a flood and he gave Noah the plan and told Noah, go and build an ark. And Noah spent time building. There are some plans and strategies that the Holy Spirit will give you, will be things he wants you to do now to secure your life in your old age. This podcast is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.